Welcome to This Old App, a podcast about learning, coding, smashing stuff together, breaking things apart, startups, failing, winning, and any other buzzwords we can think of. So yesterday I was on Twitter. Probably that's never a good way to start a conversation. (laughs) But I was was listening uh, or I was reading about someone that was doing a thread, a hot take on Lambda School. And I don't really want to dig on Lambda School, but essentially Lambda School is the latest boot camps. It's an online program. They act like they are the newest thing out there, the best thing. They're doing everything different um, with how they their program is longer. I think it's more intensive in their mind. And there's a kind of a profit share, salary share going on with folks that can't afford the fees. Um, right. So, so if you get a gig outside of the program, you will, you're agreeing that part of that money you get in your salary, if at a certain rate will be given back to Lambda school. Right. So without going into the details of why this person um, was taking feedback from people that had a negative experience, I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about my experience as an instructor interacting with the schools involved, the students involved. And if, a, and basically if the title of this episode, like, what is what's the risk around a boot camp? Sure. Um, so just to give a background on my experience, and we've had a guest on Mark Thompson a number of times. He yeah. is an instructor at, with a program. It used to be Trilogy Education Services. Now that is a subsidiary of 2U, I think is the... Um, name of the program now, the Who Bought Trilogy. Um, I don't think this is a, I don't think Bono is involved in (laughs) 2U. Although the latest albums and this company have a reputation of not doing great. But the, the bottom line is, um, Trilogy's approach is to do a boot camp in coordination with the university. And so they basically are working with the uh, the night school programs of these, the education extensions of major universities. Sure. They run, they run the program on behalf of the university. The university does a lot of the marketing. They kind of vet the students. Sometimes they let Trilogy vet them. Um, they have the final say on instructors. In theory, they comment on curriculum, but the schools don't really know enough about curriculum to comment. And so at the end of the day, it's a boot camp that works through universities. Right. Then you've got the other ones like Flatiron School. Dev Boot Camp is based out of San Francisco and Chicago. That closed down after being sold to Kaplan um lambda school is the new one there's a couple of others they've gone through a lot of processes um they've been around about 10 years i think that it's a a decade of boot camps would be the historical article that you'd write 
for your <laughs> blog post right now. So I got started with Trilogy because one of their recruiters reached out to me and said, we looked at your background on LinkedIn. We thought you would be a good candidate for teaching. Let's have a talk. And so I had been talking to another boot camp called Platoon School or Platoon Camp or something, which was essentially a boot camp for ex-military folks. Right. And and they chose not to go with me because of a lack of teaching experience or I, with that or I talked them out of me as a teacher because I never taught um, right. at length. I've been a mentor of boot camp folks, but I never taught. And I remember going through the process with Trilogy and thinking, I don't know if I'm any good at teaching. How do you know if I'm good at teaching? Right. And I went through an interview process where I taught three or four people about a subject. And I talked to them on the phone and interviewed with a couple people. And they said, you know, based on you, you look like a great candidate to us. And I didn't know. I was like, well, either your criteria is I know code, which is one piece of it. Or your criteria is that I'm breathing, which... <laughs> Which is definitely a, um, you know, you need to be able to breathe to talk and uh, stand up in front of students. But I really wasn't sure what criteria they were using because they are their whole pitch to um, to the instructors was this: this is a really easy job. You you're just we're going to give you the curriculum. You don't have to write lessons. You don't have to prepare you just walk in and teach and i can tell you after six months of that of being a teacher being an instructor that's a complete bullshit yeah now i what i had always heard from my friends in education and it doesn't matter if they're elementary or middle or high school or whatever is that lesson planning the first year is rough and so the thing that, that that trilogy was saying they were taking out, out of my hands is lesson planning. But when you're an experienced coder, you want to teach well, and you look at the lesson plan ahead of time as you should, you realize this thing is not up to snuff for what I need to teach these folks to be good right. at the end. And that has that's not a knock on trilogy at the time. This is two years ago. And they were actively improving the curriculum while I was working on it, like while I was teaching, and they've made major leaps since. So it's not the this is not the knock on trilogy that I'm I'm if I'm gonna knock them, it's not on their curriculum, you know, in terms of being ready and, and advancing. They were they were actively doing that. And I thought they were doing it in a productive way. Sure, but I think I would knock them on their the ability to, to recruit me. The only reason I was a good choice was stroke of luck. I think at the end of the day that they picked me, and I cared about improving as an instructor. Going on, like I met Mark within. The, I said to them, "Who here is a good example of an instructor?" Because I need to talk to them before I start doing this. And so they put me in touch with Mark, and I watched Mark teach. He gave me tips. He was a support person in my network. I had a really good support um, 
we had a liaison student support person. Her name is Adrian. She was terrific. So I always had, I had two great people on my side on my team. And then there, and, and so I always felt that I was supported by the program. Um, even though I never really interacted with the university that much. Right. So based on the feedback I got from my students and the feedback I got back from Trilogy, they said, you are a, you did a great job. And that's what I'm going with as, you know, I put, I put a lot of time and effort into it outside of what I was quote paid to do to be on site and teaching. I prepared at least two hours for every lesson. I made adjustments and I met with the students frequently to help those folks along. But at the end of the day, when I think about what were the risks my students were, like the students that chose to take the boot camp, was it worthwhile for them? And what were the risks they had going in? I was a horrible bet based yeah. on my experience. It was a bad bet. It was a lucky bet that I ended up caring enough and working with my support network. But I heard, I've heard of, and this is not just trilogy, but I've heard of developers that walk into the job, think they're going to like pop up a slide and teach on the fly. And they realize how badly it is to do that, but they had not, they had not budgeted the time to prepare for lessons. Right. And so they're, they're behind, their students are behind. They don't handle the anxiety well, they bomb. I didn't do that because I, maybe maturity or whatever, I was like, I know I need to do more than just what they're telling me. I took, I was like, the pitch is bullshit, but I want to teach and learn how to teach. And I want to, and, and I really cared about my students. Right. So, I, so then the question is, is a boot camp worth it? And I guess there's, or there's two sides to that. There's one, is the value prospect of a boot camp worth it? And two, how should you approach it to make it, to maximize the, the best side of it? And so on the first question, is a boot camp worth it? I think the answer is, as always, depends. It completely depends on your ability to focus and work on it on your, like, it's all up to the student at the yes. end of the day. Yes. I hate to put it back on the student because the student is investing money and time and they want to depend on the program and the instructor. But at the end of the day, I have seen students with bad instructors do extremely well in, in boot camps. And I have seen many more students do poorly with great instructors in boot camps. And so is, is that any different than college? Nah, no, or, or, so. or any education. It, 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 you, you get out of it, what you put into it and what you're, what you do with it afterwards. Yeah. Um, the difference being that the difference in is in how it's sold, right? Yeah. Uh, is it yeah. sold that you do this, you will have a job, which um, I'm not going to say is where Lambda goes, but Lambda goes close. Yeah. And who knows? Lambda may work harder to make sure that you're more engaged right, without knowing, without being a part of it. 
that would be my guess. It's in their best interest. Well, you, you would say that, but Dev Bootcamp, like nothing Lambda's doing on the salary share is new. Dev okay. Bootcamp, Dev Bootcamp tried to do salary share within the first two or three years, and it completely bombed on them. And I can't remember. I talked to the recruiter a few times about how they tried to make that work. And they never could get the companies to buy into it um, over time because the students just needed so much more additional work once sure. they got on site. Sure. And they were they were only getting interactions with companies that were kind of bought into we'll pay a share. Now it seems to be that the companies don't have to agree to anything. I think what Lambda is doing differently is Lambda is saying this is up to the students. The students are going to get whatever salary they get from the companies and they pay us, not right. the companies. Right. Maybe that's a little bit different, but at the end of the day, it's still the same money going one way or the other. But but um, what's what's the business model? Is the business model for Lambda, hey, we're venture back, so we don't have to worry about that money? Or is it that they do know that they need to worry about the money, so they're gonna they're gonna work with those students better? It's it's a it's an open question that I don't know the answer to. Yeah, I feel that Lambda is just doing the same old thing. Could they're, be they're taking they're taking the WeWork approach to all debt is doesn't ex, debt doesn't exist even though we have it, and they're <laughs> going with the we're changing lives, and so you should believe in us. Period, and it's all up to and we will care like. Their pitch is like, we will carry you to the finish line, but only if you are running. <laughs> right. And so the people that get in there, like the pitch of the schools is that you're going to attend class. And at the end of the day, you will have this um, magical degree that gets you a gig. But the truth of it is you're going to have to work your ass off. And like you said, it's no different than any other school. But do the boot camps pitch it as this is school, this right. is education. Right. You're going to have to. And I feel like, I mean, with my students, they would have to do two weeks worth, 80, hour, 80 hours of pre-work before they got to me, in theory. But no one checked it. Right. I didn't have, I wasn't charged with checking it. No one checked that they did it. So if students came in, they were had only gotten half of it done. Um. That's a warning sign, of course. Then we had homework and we checked it. And we, like we said, did they do it? But there wasn't plagiarism checking. Right. You could literally just copy and paste your stuff in there. And I would have no idea if you did it the right way, if you were the one that did it or someone else. And I didn't have time to do those types of checks. Right. So that falls on the student to be the one that really commandeers whether they're going to put in the work ask for the help. And so the students that did really well in my course are the ones that asked questions, met me after class, like made efforts to meet and talk about where they were stuck, work with other students, did the homeworks, did the projects. Those students, I still talk to some today and they are doing exceptionally well. And I can't look in them. I can't look at them and go, you know what, man, I really made took you far like i'm the one that propelled you to be what you are now yeah i saw from the first couple of weeks that these people were high achievers 
I was going to be their guide. Maybe I got them right. there fast. Maybe I helped them to get there faster. But they were the people that want, knew what they wanted and had a work ethic. Right. And I would say there were probably two or three instances where someone's confidence was cratering. And I felt that, oh, you know what? I did a, I did a good job with my with our conversation to get them back on track. And I can, I, I can see where I had a, made a difference there. Yeah. That person, that person still had the work ethic and everything themselves, but they had just hit a low point and I picked them back up. So yeah, like those are the things that I think all teachers probably experience. But so, so going back to the original question, is it worth it? It's worth it if you're going to work. It's worth it if you are totally understanding of the scope of the program, how it will affect your life for 13 weeks, 30 weeks, six months in my students' case. Like if you take a condensed course of these boot camps and shove it all in to 13 weeks, you're not going to get the same education experience as someone that does it part-time over six months. Guaranteed. Right. It is so that is so much information to cram. I don't think that it's as good as if you you know spread it out. Now the second question is, can you afford in your life to spend six months in a part-time program that still will distract you every day? <laughs> because right. I don't care. You're still gonna have homework, you're still gonna have projects over your head. You're still going to have to remember what you did in the lesson on Monday and carry it over to the Wednesday and then to the Saturday. Give up. You're basically giving up, I don't know, 30 Saturdays, uh, at least half of the Saturday from 9 to 2 p.m. That was rough on me because yeah. I didn't have – usually they let teachers swap their weekends together, um, and I only – I couldn't do that. So – that's that's a big choice right there as a student is look at the time frame. Can you invest? Are you willing to go get tutoring when you get stuck? I had some stubborn ass students that would not go to tutors until I got blue in the face and said, look, I'm not going to help you until you get tutoring so that they can tell me help you. Right. And then each one of them said, oh, I should have done that earlier. I'm like, yeah, you got to get your ego back. You got to you got to get your ego in check if you're going to become a student again. And then you got to research two things. You got to research the quality of the program based on historical reviews. And you got to talk to students that have been in the program that can say to your face how they feel about it. Yeah. And then you, if they liked it, ask them how much work they did. Like, don't just say, if, it, if someone goes, I love the program, I did really well after, ask them how much work they put into it. Yeah. Because, well, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was, because I feel like my students would not, should not say that I am the, like, oh, I didn't put that much work into it. My, my teachers fed me everything. Right. <laughs> I made my student, my students got, like, the ones that succeeded to put a, a ton of hours into it that I did not sit over their shoulder telling them what to do that's the that's how you know the program is good we gave them the materials and direction and they fulfilled it if their answer is i didn't do much work and i still succeeded that's magic that doesn't happen yeah yeah so 
a couple couple things a couple more directions i want to go real quick with this is one you could identify probably fairly quickly who was going to be successful and who was not within the program um and and of the ones who weren't going to be successful it was a case of let me provide them the information let me provide them the materials let me try to provide them with a little bit of confidence but at the end of the day they're going to have to get there and they're going to have to yeah. change themselves to get there um the ones who you identified as could be successful i question whether they needed a boot camp to be successful could they have done it on their own now there are some people who need to see it in person put in front of them just different learning styles but if they've already got the drive they, it's it's altogether possible they could have taken online stuff at home and and gotten to the same place in the same amount of time so I'm let me not, address i'm not i'm not in any way knocking boot camps because we we've had we've had many people on uh, here talking yeah. about it we, we we had we had mark a couple times we had david rogers who worked with iron yard yeah. Um, and I know David's a great teacher. Um, and then we had Becca Harwart Weigel, um, yep. who went through Flatiron, loved it. But in our conversations with her, we we could tell she was a driven person. She was going to get it done. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'll let you ad address what I said earlier, though. So I had one student who, from the very beginning, was heads and tails above everybody else. And they came to the came to me and talked to me about, do I need this? And my answer to them was pretty much, I don't know that you need this. I don't know that this program, I think you can take the skills you have and get a job on your own. I don't know that if you're if you're coming here for the job connections, I don't know that it's worth that investment. Now, this was a terrific student. He was positive in class when he wasn't bored off his butt, but he still did not distract other people. He taught other people things. He worked on projects and he did a terrific job on all the homeworks. Like he was a positive member of the class. I was, I loved having him in there. He kind of gave the other students somewhat of a standard to, to watch for mm -hmm. what he produced. Mm -hmm. And so I asked him at the end, I'm like, so, you and I talked before the class. I said, I wasn't sure if you needed to do it and you did it and you stuck to it. And, you know, what, what do you think now? He's like, he's like, I needed the confidence. I don't, sure. I was, he was, he was work. He was living in the suburbs. He did not have an, anyone else to confirm to him what he thought he was able, capable of doing. And the class did that for him. Mm -hmm. He got introduced to some new stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he probably benefited the most working with other people because he just hadn't been doing that. And he took a gig with a major company in Chicago and is thriving just as I expected he would. Sure. Did, was it worth the money and time? I don't know. It, I guess if he needed, if there was a gap there on the confidence level and he wasn't going to do it on his own, then heck yeah, it was worth it. Did it matter if it was a good teacher or not? I, I don't know. I, I didn't I didn't meet with him daily about stuff, but I talked to him probably once a week on what he was working on and what he was learning and you know how to extend himself and be better with the people sitting around him. And he, he was always 
terrific in that regard. Right. So, but yeah, there, if you're self-motivated, you can do it yourself, but life distracts easy. Like that's the thing I've noticed about the boot camps versus self-learning. Once you get into it and you're invested, it's much harder to procrastinate compared to pay Udemy 10 bucks for a, for a hundred dollar course. Sure. And then you don't, um, and then you don't really, uh, commit to even completing it. And that's what I think is the difference is, well, that's one aspect of it. The second aspect of it is you people learn better with other people almost always unless uh, everyone else is a bunch of suckers if you are working with other people teaching other people megan my wife is benefiting from the fact that she'll go to meetups with women in kansas city and she ends up teaching people basic things about web development that she like a year ago she couldn't teach anyone that she was learning herself and now she's teaching reinforcing what she knows Right. In the, in the group projects, like I would, I would have people like, it was amazing. Um, kind of to the, another point you asked about, did I know all the successful students immediately when we began, it was much more, I had a spreadsheet that I tracked from week one all the way to the end of all the students and where I ranked them on comprehension and, and work ethic and stuff. And I definitely had pegged probably the top 10 students. Sure. From, But then I had this chunk in the middle that kept moving up and down. And after, right. our, first, after our first group project, oh man, a few of them shot up so much because all of a sudden things came together working with other people closer. And so that's the thing that Megan has not benefited from learning on her own. Megan's motivated. Megan's disciplined. She's learned lots of stuff in her career unrelated to tech on her own. But now she's learning tech without a boot camp and it's slower. Yeah. And it and it has nothing to do with work ethic. It just has to do with lack of structure, lack of direction. I can give her some, but I'm working too. Yeah. And so and, and, and I think you 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 kind of brushed on it when you talked about the the top student is is you said that he was helping teach yeah. um, other students. And I'm sure that was a reinforcer that he would not have gotten if he was doing it on his own. So yeah. um, I, I, I will draw a comparison to um, when I went and got my MBA. So mm-hmm. uh, I had been in the workforce for uh, about eight years. Um, and because I was working at IBM, they, they were willing to pay for a portion of my MBA. Um, I went and took a year executive MBA from the university of Florida, which meant every weekend I was not every weekend, every month, one weekend a month, I went to university of Florida, sat in classes all weekend, did work the rest of the month with my group. And we progressed through a whole MBA program in a year. I cannot tell you, I can't give you more than about three examples of things I learned. Um, I can't give you, of all the people I knew in the MBA class, 
I maintain relationships for a couple years with about three or four of them, but mm -hmm. I no longer have any of those relationships. So all the aspects of being in an MBA went into vapor, except for my confidence. Yeah. Okay. I graduated. I had a piece of paper. I turned around to IBM. I said, I got a piece of paper. I want a bigger job. And IBM gave me a bigger job. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it speaks to the confidence portion of it. It speaks to the quote accreditation part of it. Um, that, that matters just as much as the learning and everything else. Well, I can say with a, I feel like a pretty good confidence that piece of paper you get from a boot camp will not matter to most hiring. I, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. If you go into it for that piece of paper, don't, don't do it. Right. If that's what you're looking, if that's your goal for boot camps, MBAs are different. It's a lot degrees, certainly different. Um, but not for coding, not for, I would agree with that. Although um, would you, would you say it's, it's slightly, slightly better than walking into that same interview without that? Uh, is it, is it going to change a hirer's mind? Probably not, but it's going to be a small check mark, a very small check mark in their favor. Well, I can tell you this, if my students use me as references mm -hmm. and I only give references to the ones that tried hard. Sure. There are, there are students that struggled throughout the whole thing. And I'd give them, I'd still give them a good reference on work ethic. And I would probably say, you know, based on my experience, they had a lot to work on. I don't know where they are on that, but I would say, you know, they've kicked butt on their work ethic and which is what I care about when I hire someone. Right. So in a way, if anything, it may trigger a, well, do you have references from that program that can validate yeah. what kind of person you are? So that, yeah. that could be, um, that could be a benefit of it. I would say that, you know, I had some people ask, Hey, do you know this student from the program? We have hired people from the program before, and we just are trying to, you know, you know, find out if they are a top student. Everyone, you can have good students and bad students in a program. So just having completed it doesn't mean much. Um, yeah. And I would say that the getting the certificate was a participation award in many ways. Like if you did, if you submitted the work, at least when I did it, you weren't going to, we weren't going to fail you out. Right. And so I know some people that got certificates that still had a lot to work on. Sure. On all sorts of levels. Sure. And so I don't know that this piece of paper mattered then. That's so yeah, true. It, it's a, it helps, but I wouldn't bet on it meaning enough to get that job just to yeah. have the paper. Yep. Um, so I guess that goes into the next question, the next point of, if you're going to do a boot camp, what do you need to be looking out for? How do you maximize it? And I truly feel that if you want to maximize your experience with a boot camp, one, can you afford it? And can you afford the debt? 
That's right. you ask, get those questions confirmed in your brain and your goals up front so that you're not using debt or investment as what keeps you doing it. You should love, you should want to keep going with the program because you want to learn the skill and then start applying it, not because of debt. And, you know, this is the last shot before I crater in my career kind of thing. Because that stress will will wear you out before you finish it, um, by far. Two, it really behooves you to know who the instructor is and, and their reputation. I had one student, I remember the first day, she goes, why are you qualified to teach this? <laughs> I was like, oh, this student did some research on me and knows that I haven't taught anything before. Sure. And so I, I gave her an answer that was honest. I'm like, oh, I've never taught this to anyone, but I've, I have worked with people and taught them. Like I've never taught this in a classroom setting, but I've taught coders. I have mentored coders. Sure. I have taught myself. So I'm here to, yes, I am a first time teacher, but I am here to deliver for you. And she took that answer as good as she could. <laughs> and then at the, and at the last day of class, we talked about her bringing that up. And she's like, oh, you, you delivered. Um, don't worry about it. But it was but it was a very fair question. And it put me sure. on the spot day one. And I sure. knew it was like I was like, somebody's going to kind of ask me about this. So I think it really is important. Are you getting a Mark Thompson as a teacher? Because if you are and you can validate it with other people that have taken this class. Do it. Holy crap. Right. Someone like Mark Thompson is just going to propel you. Um, you know, find out if if I was going to be the teacher, find out if you can get, you know, if, if the program can't tell you who the instructor is going to be, I would say don't do it. Right. Because I have seen their process for hiring and I don't think it is as and, and I've talked to other programs, too, that are ready to hire me. And I'm like, you don't know if I can teach worth a lick. It's not just, you know, what Trilogy did at the time. They should be able to tell you who is that instructor. If they haven't taught before, you have every right to be skeptical. And if they have taught before, get references from other students that have, you know, taught or sure. who they have taught. Because I think I would let all of my, I would, I would be able to go to students right now and say, hey, we talked to this person because I'm going to teach and they want to know about your experience with me um, and be honest with them about anything. And so that I think is extremely important. You are making an investment. You are hiring that instructor of sorts to teach you in a significant investment. And I think it's totally is worthwhile to find out who will I be, who is going to be leading me on this journey. Right. The next, I, the next item is you're not going to understand the curriculum well enough to validate that, but other students can. So again, references on that side. But uh, look at your own personal schedule. We talked about debt and cash, but also talk about time. Are you going to be able to put in the time outside a class that is required. Because if you just show up for class and that's the only time you work on it, 
not worth doing at all. Completely right. jump out. Do not invest the money. Make sure you can invest that time. It could be you have conflicts with your job. It could be that you have conflicts with your life, like family, um, commute, um, what you do in your free time, any of those things. If you aren't going to dive in like you were in high school and forced to do this by your parents and society, but you're going to have to do it on your own and you can't bail on it, then don't do it. Right. It's really like my students that were, they had great work ethics, but their work ethic was going towards their job instead of the program had a lot of trouble because they really, they would show up and they had barely thought about anything we taught from one class to the next. And I don't have any doubt that they were high achievers in their jobs, just based on the, when they focused for what they delivered. Sure. But, but so many were just like, I just, I can't concentrate on this. Like I have a whole big project due and my paying job. And I'm like, I don't know. I can't help you there. I can give you more time to do it, but that doesn't mean you're going to keep up and you know learn. Right. So that's the kind of the last, like those are the three big things. Can you afford this financially? Can you afford this from a time standpoint? And can you find out who the instructor is going to be and what are they worth a shit? Yeah. Um, and very well, my students that, that I worked with had the benefit of me caring enough and pulling through. Sure. But that was kind of a luck of the draw, I think on their and on their part and yeah I, got lo- I mean i had good students so i got lucky too but anybody doing maybe, the pre-work on you would have would have had questions yeah um, va- very and, valid questions about my and, quali- and it's okay to ask those oh yeah you're the ones paying the money ask the woman who asked me that the day one i, I did not get a flustered or offended by her question because yeah. I would have asked the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I might not have asked it like in front of the class at that point. Cause I'm, I'm like, cause you do have like a week to drop out. So definitely at that point she could ask. Um, but it was, yeah, I, I just, I do not believe that everyone that can develop can teach. I do not believe that everyone that has a slide to talk about can teach. Right. I never talked I never read slides to the students. The slides were outlines to the discussion. Sure. And I would, I would insert like what I got bonus points on for my students was inserting. This is how the job works compared to this is how this is being instructed. Here's a reality here. Um, here's my opinion. And you don't have to agree with it. And many of the other developers may not, but at the end of the day, the boot camp um, is, like you said, it's, it's education, and there are flaws in every education program, even the best of them at the best universities. It's up to the student to overcome those flaws. And some of those flaws are not enough time to teach all the material, instructor has a life and they get distracted, substitute teachers are put in, they suck. Um, the program isn't supported by the infrastructure, like all sorts of things. And for a curriculum that has to track 
technology changing as rapid as it does in our industry, that's a hard, hard thing for boot camps to keep up with. And it's really imperative that the student does their research on that. Yeah. But the final question would be, if I were to have started my career 10 to 15 years later, I was born, let's say I was 33 instead of 43. Um, would I do a boot camp? The answer is, yeah. I totally would find one to speed up what I did for seven. I, I, I kind of learned how to code over seven years and then did it slow the transition from .NET to PHP and stuff. I really feel that I could have done a boot camp and ramped up a lot of JavaScript stuff that took me otherwise a lot longer. Now I got paid working jobs that taught me stuff, but right. a boot camp would have been beneficial. The right boot camp, the right instructor would have been really beneficial to me. Um, but that's all hindsight and all guessing in that statement. Right. But I also know that I would have committed to it. I would have put in the same work that my top students did. And yeah. so I, you, ha- you have to look in the mirror and say, what kind of student am I? Right. And and that puts us full circle back to where we where we started, I think, where, which is yeah. where it, it starts there. It starts with your, your ability to, to drive yourself as a student. So then going back to the Twitter, the Twitter thing, the criticism of Lambda School on that Twitter thread is the same thing I've heard from Trilogy, Dev Bootcamp, Flatiron School, Ironworks, every single program. There's something called, uh, uh, there's some, there's a website that actually does reviews on bootcamps. I can't remember the name of it. And you will find consistently the same complaints, almost to a T, about failure of the instructor or the content was lacking or I got lost and I couldn't, no one was there to help me. I'm like, but I also know that all those programs like Trilogy have tutors, have um, teaching assistants, have, you know, have students that get good jobs after them. Yeah. And so it's like nothing about the Lambda School thread sounded widely different in in the negative negative comments than I've heard about other programs. Right. And I think you can say the same thing about universities. You can complain all the way from Chipola Junior College all the way up to Harvard. And the complaints about the education systems, you take a good student with a great teacher and you have a good result. You take a great student with a crappy teacher, you get a above average result. You take a horrible student with a horrible teacher and you're going to have the, like, just no one should waste their time on this. Right. You have to find out where you fit personally into that equation. Yeah. And what you want to do is you want to be a great student and you want to make sure you have a great teacher to start with. That's what you're aiming to do. Yep. I think that sums it up perfectly. All right. So that's our podcast reporting for the week. We will talk soon.
Sounds good. Thanks for listening to This Old App. Show notes and previous episodes can be found on our website at www.thisoldapp.online. Reviews on Apple iTunes are always appreciated and help promote the show. For questions, comments, or things you would like to hear on future shows, please email us at hello at thisoldapp.online. Show music is Guns Blazing by Fab Claxton, licensed by Pond5. Voiceover work by makingvoices.com. You'll hear from us soon.